Greetings, everyone. Scott Johnson here. This is Diary of a Cartoonist, and I am <clears throat> sitting outside with my two dogs. And uh, they're both just laying on the cement, looking lazy. It's early enough in the day to not be too hot and late enough to be nice and perfect. So I'm super into this moment. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I've been... Just sitting here thinking about a story, about a thing. I know I did this last time, told you guys a story uh, about that cop that pulled me over. Well, I have another story for you. Another one that I couldn't get out of my head. And for some reason, it feels important today to recall this story. But a few years ago, I had this friend who... I was also a listener of the shows. I guess that's how I got to know him. But he's a local, uh, lives and works about 20, 25 minutes south of me here. And um, I won't use names because I don't know if you want me to. But anyway, he's a professional metal sculptor. Sculptor. Yeah, that's the word. Sculptor, right? Makes big commissions for, like, installations in the city or, you know... Um, I know he used to do this thing for this, for these, like if you had a doctor's office and you wanted a giant perpetual or perpetual Rube Goldberg device built into the wall, all made out of old metal and, you know, steel balls and all this stuff that would just kind of keep going and be there to entertain kids or whatever. He would do these things and they were expensive. They were like 50 grand to a hundred grand or whatever to get his work. And, um, he had this great big warehouse where he keeps all his stuff and he collects this junk and then tears it apart and welds stuff together and I have this amazing Battle of the Frog Pants All-Stars Nerdtacular um, it was originally for Nerdtacular like 10 years ago now um, a sculpture of a, of a it, well it's basically a trophy but it's a, it's a metal sculpture of a, of a fist that's made out of like old sprinkler heads and watches and just metal parts and bolts and junk holding a big uh laser gun that is also made of a bunch of old parts uh and it's just amazing i love it if you've never seen it and you want to see it just ping me on twitter or something i can send you a picture of it but it's just one of my favorite things ever and i, re- I always every year i would bring it to the event to show it off but i would always refuse to to i mean there was no way i was letting whoever won that thing take it <laughs> there's no way it's just a prized possession. Anyway, really, the point is, really talented guy. Just does a really amazing work. Giant robots and just cool stuff. Steampunky looking stuff. Well, this one time, a couple years ago, two, three years ago, it may have been a little longer now. I don't remember, but it feels about like that. He built a UFO, like a whole apparatus of stuff that would also fly. So he made this thing so it would actually get in the air and built it in such a way that if you saw it from the ground and got pictures of it, you would, you would definitely think you were seeing a UFO. Like he was, it was an intentional, you know, trying to freak people or, you know, just trick people into thinking, Hey, there's a UFO. And so he put this thing in the air and happened to be on a night where a lot of people saw it. And I heard from multiple sources, not just like the local news, which it did end up on, but local sources that 
that this thing, you know, that a UFO was spotted and a bunch of people are like, this is it. This is the one, this is the, you know, we got perfect footage of this thing. It's absolutely this. It's what the government doesn't want you to know. And just complete freak out. The news did a story that night and they were like, see in the air above the valley, this undescribed, we don't know. And then they would talk to locals or like, I wasn't a believer until now. Now I've seen it. I really truly, I truly believe there there's extraterrestrial life here and they're looking at us and all this stuff. Right. And he sent me a message and says, dude, that's mine. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, that's my, I made that. That's that thing they're all talking about. Look at it. And you'd sent me a picture of it in his yard, just laying there, this big thing. And, uh, I was laughing and thought, oh, that's great, dude. Well done. Anyway, he ended up talking to somebody, local news. I think it was TV, not radio. Yeah. Where he basically copped to it, says, yeah, I'm the, I made this and, you know, got a little publicity out of it and showed on camera what it was and talked about it, how he made it, why he did it, all this sort of thing. And just, you know, admitted to it and debunked the whole thing. And it didn't matter. There were people who saw the, de- the debunked, like the interview with him, the pictures of this thing while it was on the ground, all the explanation. And it wasn't enough for them. People, people got really weird and started saying things like, well, that's what you would say if you were trying to cover up this conspiracy. Of course, you would try to come up with a, you know, you'd show us all, oh, well, look, this is how it was made. But really what happened was, right? That went on, and to this day, there are still people in my home state and county who bring this up as if it was a 100% UFO thing, they have denied any of the stuff that said that he made it or that was all just a that was all just a distraction and that that was the government shutting everybody down giving a plausible explanation so that they would stop asking about it like to this day people are still doing that and i i thought today when i was thinking about that like oh my gosh dude this is the problem <laughs> I don't know how you fix that. Like, how do you fix that? Like, if you think the world's full of, like, conspiracy theorists and it seems worse than ever, I I don't know if it is or isn't. I can't really say. But imagine making a fake UFO, putting it in the sky, having people report it as a UFO, then saying, ah, it's just this, you guys, this thing I made. And then they all continue to not believe you. (laughs) Like, what is that? What is that part of humanity? You know, what, it, what drives a person like a flat earther? What drives them to just deny everything their eyes tell them, everything science tells them? It's all, it's all there to, to counter this one idea and that they're the only ones that know the truth and they're going to they're gonna fight for that truth until their dying breath. I just, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. I feel like that was when that happened with this fake UFO. I remember at the time just being kind of flummoxed, like, really? They still believe it? All right, well, whatever. But I feel like now we live in a time where that stuff's just coming to the surface in a way that's weird and unhealthy. And, uh, Rainer, what are you doing? Sorry, my dog just jumped up on the outside table. What are you doing up there? Lay down. You weird dog. Anyway, 
So let's have a conversation about that because it's so freaking weird. And it makes me feel like there's nothing you can do, you know? Like there's nothing you can do. What are you going to do to try to convince somebody? If somebody really, really believes that the earth is flat and they've been lied to this whole time, what do you, what, what on earth, what on this earth could you ever do to, to turn them back, to change their mind, to convince them otherwise? What would it take? Because I'm pretty convinced that even those people, if you walked up to them and said, hey, I'm Elon Musk, hop in this uh, car, we're going to take you down to our launch pad and we're going to take you up on the next, next SpaceX uh, mission so that you can see uh, uh, the, the world get smaller and rounder as we go away from it. They'll still come up with something. They'll still say, ah, it's just looked round from here. It's, it's, a, it's round, but it's flat. So it's just a big, you know, flat, like a coin a coin floating in space. That's all that is. And then you can ask some questions. Well, how thick is it then? Well, I don't know. I mean, how will we ever know? Well, we do know because we drill down real far. Like, it doesn't matter what you say. Which brings me all back to that thing I used to tell kids. I used to teach a class full of kids. And I used to teach them, I one time taught them that uh, Japan didn't exist. And then I spent a half an hour debunking all their proof that Japan exists. Well, I've been there. No, you were just told you were there. You were in a back lot in, in uh, some, you know, film studio. And there were a bunch of Chinese people there that you thought were Japanese. Oh, well, my brother went there. Oh, did he? Or is he just part of the conspiracy and he's lying to you about it? How do you know? You don't really know, do you? Well, I've seen pictures. Oh, well, those can be faked. Have you, you've also seen, you know, movies with uh, superheroes in it. Do you think Iron Man really uh, can do that with a suit? Or do you think they made that up? Maybe they made that up about Japan. Like, it doesn't matter. It re- I realized then, and the whole reason I did it was to shock kids into realizing that there are people out there that will try to do this to them in much more subtle ways, and they should be prepared for it. Because, of course, Japan exists. But the, the idea was, like, break them down to the point where every question, including, well, they were in World War II, or I watch anime, or, you know, whatever it is, you've broken it all apart because it's all a ruse that they've been fooled, they've been tricked. And they look at you kind of dumbfounded, kind of broken, you know? And then you say, all right, here's the deal. Of course Japan exists. But there's nothing you can say that will, that will make me admit it if I am dead set against admitting it. And I said, I want you guys to know that going forward in your lives with whatever you do. Why are you whining? You got on the table. Hop off. Get off. Oh my gosh. She's whining because she's now afraid to jump because it's so high. But she was not afraid to jump up on it. Come on, down, here. Hop down. Hop down. <laughs> um... And some of those kids, this was years and years and years ago, and sometimes I still hear from them. They're in their, like, 20s and 30s, and, well, some of them. When I say they were kids, they were probably 12 at the time. So this is probably 15 years ago or something. But they, they'll they still bring it up. I'll see them on Facebook, and they're like, Japan exists! I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> it does. And I hope it made a difference, because 
now we live in a time where anybody can say anything and there's no, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't even have to be plausible deniability anymore. It just has to be deniability, right? Or at least that's how it feels. And oh, it really bums me out that this is just who we are. But critical eye and an and ability to look at things from that, from that perspective is so important. And I hope people are doing that because that UFO is fake. Japan exists. The earth is round. And my dog is stranded on top of a table because she got herself up there and is now afraid to jump down. These are all truths. We hold them to be self-evident. All right, that's all I had today. Just a short one. Send me your emails, scott at frogpants.com. Would love to hear from you. Be good. Talk to you soon.